What's up, Yankee fans? It's Greg, another edition of Yankee Crazy Podcast. And the winter meetings have ended. They are officially closed. And there was a big splash, kind of a big splash, between a trade with the Mariners, Cleveland, and who was the other one? The Rays. So that was something, and it's a crazy story. The Mariners GM had to get rushed to the hospital. Uh, he had a blood clot. Man, I don't know where the blood clot was. In his lung or something? His arm? I'm, I'm not sure. Check that story, because it's kind of crazy, because they said he was in the middle of the trade, and the trade went down and finished while he was still in the hospital. And I guess the story says that he gave a fist bump to the nurse who was helping him <laughs> at the time <laughs> when, it, when it officially went down. So kind of a crazy story. I don't know. Was, uh, was he doing stuff in Vegas, getting a little crazy in Vegas? Mario, where, check where the winter meetings are next year because I have a feeling we'll have sponsorships, definitely Fireball <laughs> sponsorships, maybe that Anheuser-Busch one that we want, um, and maybe Stan Socks. Maybe they, they heard this morning's uh, uh, episode. They're like, dude, let's throw stupid money at these guys. And so we'll have that, and we will go. Is it going to be a Vegas again? I know in a couple of years uh, past it's been in Orlando, I think, uh, San Diego. So I don't know. Do they switch it every year? That's a good question. I don't know. Do they have it posted yet? Check and see and book the tickets. Book them now. No, let's wait because then our sponsor is going <laughs> to, the sponsor is going to pay for everything, right? <laughs> oh boy. We can dream, can't we? Anyway, Yankees, no deal uh, went off right before the, the meetings ended, but we know that they're meeting with Machado, and I really feel Machado is going to be a Yankee. There's a lot of rumors going around that it's going to be seven years um, instead of ten. So for Machado, if he's, if he's looking at that, he is 26, going to be 27 next year. So I need I need my son Jackson his math facts to uh, add this up but <laughs> 37 plus what did I say maybe they'll go in 8 8 year maybe he'll want 8 years and go to 35 and he's in good shape but you know if he stays in good shape he could probably play longer than that and if he's doing really well he could get another contract but you know these guys want to cash in and I don't blame them. You want a big contract. You want, uh, you want that security. And as long as you start handling your money right, you can, you can live off those investments. Yes, indeed. It is a crazy sport, baseball, with these contracts. But, you know, you look at, some people look at this money and they say, these guys are getting paid so much money to play this game. But... It's a hard game to play <laughs> at this level. That's why not everybody can do this. So, and it's entertainment. You know, look at some of the statistics of musicians. 
who are doing things uh, that no other people can do. And, you know, some of them are like, what? They can make $200 million, you know, crazy amounts of money. So these guys are entertainment. And look at look at movie studios. How much money do movie studios make? Like millions and millions. And does anyone go, oh, look at them. They're just making movies. Why do they deserve the money? Well, that's, that is entertainment. The entertainment business is where a lot of money is. So I just say, I, I give these guys all the credit. You, if you can get as much money as you can for playing baseball, then more power to you. Right? Right. Mario, you right? Yes, he's shaking his head. Yes, we're in agreement on that. Okay, so, like I said, Manny Machado, I just have this feeling he's going to be a Yankee. And I started looking at some lineups for the Yankees if Machado were to get signed, and then that was it. Like, they were going to say, all right, we're going to get Machado, he's going to play shortstop, and we'll just figure it out once Didi comes back. So this lineup that I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you two versions. Big, righty lineup, and we've been talking about that. And there is, there is been, there has been some talk at the end of the meetings that the uh, Cleveland player Yonder Alonzo, who's a first baseman, has some some buzz around him and from I don't really know him very well but everybody says he is a really good defender which you know my stance on first base you need a really good defender and his bat is okay he he hit 250 last year he had 23 homers and his RBIs were in like 70s 80s so that's pretty solid for if you've got a really great defensive first baseman I will take that. I do like Luke Voigt. Um, I have to say, he is, uh, he's like a spark plug for the Yankees. And if he has another year like he did last year, uh, the way his offense was, I would want to keep him. But I don't know. We'll see what the Yankees do. Um, and he's a lefty bat. I don't know if I said that. <clears throat> Alonzo is a lefty bat, which could really slot in well in that heavy righty lineup. So so let's check it out. Here here are my thoughts. I've got two lineups. First one is putting Hicks in the leadoff spot. Now, I was a little hesitant on that, but Hicks could be a good leadoff hitter. Um, switch hitter. So right away, we've got someone who can act as, you know, if it's a righty pitcher, he can bat lefty. So he would be the lefty, then it would go Judge, Machado, Stanton, batting cleanup, Gary Sanchez, and then these next two, Miguel Andujar uh, and Voigt, they could flip-flop, you could put either one, six or seven, and think about that, Those both of those guys, you know, great bats, so deep. And then you've got Glaber Torres, and then my man, Red Thunder, Clint Frazier, batting ninth. That is a stacked lineup. Look at that. You know, the, the, the big three in that order, two, three, and four, of Judge, Machado, Stanton, 
and Sanchez add, add, add him in for a fourth. That is, poof, man, that's good stuff. So my other lineup, if this could be a, a situation if they're platooning uh, Brett Gardner in left field with Clint Frazier. So you could have Gardner leading off, which we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Gardner, I like him. He's gritty. I don't know if he's a leadoff guy, but maybe he can uh, pull, like, uh, have, you know, be really conditioned well this offseason and come back really strong. And maybe he uh, changes some things and the bat improves. Not likely. His He seems to be declining in that area. His average was pretty low last year. Not that he ever had a really super high average, but I think it's declining. And I, I doubt, you know, once these guys get into like, what's Gardner? Is he 35? Which, you know, I hate to say it, is, is, is old for baseball players. It's kind of crazy that you think that, but that's the way it is. Not think that. That's, that's the way it is a lot. These guys start to decline. So let's just say we're, we're living in this dream world right now, okay? Let's say Brett Gardner is starting to, to produce. So he would be your lefty to lead off. Then we do the same as the last. We, we do the big four there. Judge, Machado, Stanton, Sanchez. And then we put in Aaron Hicks to mix up, uh, mix up that order and go with the, the switch hitting Hicks. Then we've got Voigt. And Duhar and um, Glaber Torres. So two great orders. You look at that offensively, and you're like, "Wow, that is a potent lineup." They can they can really get a lot of offense out of those guys, as they did last year. And I see a comeback year for Gary Sanchez. And my brother is also predicting a big season for um, uh, Giancarlo Stanton. So obviously, like I always say, we will see what happens. But those are my lineups. And if they were to get Alonzo to play first base, I don't know where you could slot him in. Probably towards the back, maybe eighth. But I feel like back in the, the Joe Torre days when he was managing the Yankees, he had such a balance of righty-lefty. You know, you had Bernie Williams as a switch hitter. You had Posada as a switch hitter. You had, I feel like they were probably even heavily lefty at certain points because you had Paul O'Neill, a lefty, uh, Tino Martinez, a lefty, the righties to balance that out. You had Jeter, Brocious, um, left field was kind of a, a revolving door for a while there. Um, so that was mostly righties, I think. Uh, so yeah. And then who's DHing back then? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember who was like their, their main DH of the time. I'm blanking on that. But anyway, that there's a balanced order. Lefties and righties, switching it up. Joe Torre used to love doing the lefty-righty, lefty-righty. And he had, the, he had that flexibility of two awesome switch hitters in Posada and Bernie Williams. So Aaron Boone doesn't have that, but those righty bats are, are pretty amazing. Uh, you know, another option, if 
Greg Bird were to make a comeback, he's a lefty, and he's got that sweet Yankee Stadium swing. That, you know, a lot of people were like, when he first came up and played really well, they were like, oh, first baseman for years, lefty, going to bat him third, just put that in the lineup every day. And unfortunately, it didn't work out that way, at least last year. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Still a Greg Bird fan, so spring training is only, oh, somebody posted, I think, it's only 69 days away, which is crazy, right? Only 69 days away. I believe pitchers and catchers show up on February 13th. So we are close. Super close. You know, the other talk is that the Yankees aren't done with starting pitching. And there is, there are injury concerns for Paxton, he's been on the DL a few times when, for the Mariners, and CC. CC seems like he goes on the DL at least once a year lately. So another report came out that Jordan Montgomery is going to be back from Tommy John surgery in, I think, July. So he gives an option of another pitcher at that point. But do the Yankees try and go for another starting pitcher in this offseason? You know, do they pull the trigger on something like Kluber or Bauer? Or maybe there is going to be something with this crazy um, Noah Syndergaard uh, trade and, and uh, Real Muto. Real Muto, my favorite. But... No, actually, that's my, my favorite. If you listen the other day, it's Giancarlo. <laughs> I, won't, I won't go into that again. But anyway, lots of rumors still going on with that, whether Syndergaard goes to the Yankees and the Mets get Real Muto and the Marlins get Andujar. That's, that was kind of the, the big three, but the Padres are now supposedly involved and... I know the Braves had wanted Real Muto. I actually saw a false report that Real Muto was signed by the Braves. So I thought that was all done, but I, I got duped on that one. So lots, still lots of possibilities. You never know how this is going to shake out. And Brian Cashman usually always has something up his sleeve. And if the Yankees were to get somebody else... That could push CC into a long relief role um, or a spot starter. Not sure what they'd want to do with that. I, you know, I don't know if CC would be happy with that or he'd say, all right, cool, that's fine. Um, we will see. Like I always love. I, just need, I think I need a hashtag of just we, we, will, we will see. I say that probably a little too much, but... Maybe, maybe that should be my tagline. Mario, get that printed on shirts now. <laughs> All right, so that pretty much wraps it up. I don't have anything else from the winter meetings. Um, we'll see what happens. I'm guessing guys uh, head back today. They are in their offices tomorrow and regrouping on Friday before the weekend. And then... 
the following week, everybody's getting set for Manny Machado. Brian Cashman probably went back and was like, all right, guys, <laughs> start sweeping, start cleaning up, making, making sure this place is spotless for Machado to come. <laughs> oh, and he's probably going back and saying, what is going on with the food service? There was a report that came out that the Yankee Stadium food services ranked last. Last in the majors for, I think, sanitary uh, rankings. Which is, that's pretty gnarly, right? Like, I guess you don't expect it to be, like, spotless. You're like, I'm at the state. Well, at least the new stadium. The new stadium's clean. The old stadium, you'd be like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on back there. <laughs> um, so you'd expect it maybe there, but I don't know. It's, that's pretty gnarly to hear. But again, it's, um, it's stadium. It's stadium food, you know? We're not talking about... Uh, the Four Seasons here. Or I'm trying to think of another restaurant uh, or a restaurant. Um, I guess the Four Seasons does have a restaurant, right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. But anyway, I'll never forget going into the new Yankee Stadium. And first time in there, I, uh, one of the first times I was in there was with Susanna. Actually, the first time we went there before the season opened in 2009 to see the Yankees play the Cubs. And we just checked things out and um, they put, I guess this is at every stadium and now I guess everybody anywhere is doing it, no matter where you are. They put the calories, it was the first time I ever saw the calories up on the board. So you've got like hot dog, 850 calories, you know, garlic fries, like 1,400 calories, you know, crazy stuff like that. And Susanna says to me, she goes, we're at a baseball stadium. We're at a game. I don't want to see calories. I don't want to, I don't want to know. I don't want to be like, you know, oh, like, like watching calories. You know, you go to a, you know, you go to a, uh, a baseball game and you don't want to have to think, you don't want to have to see these calories staring, staring in your face, but you know, Luckily, we are, you know, luckily she is genetically gifted and doesn't have to worry about stuff like that. So she can eat whatever she wants. Um, But it was just funny. We were like, we were just like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have like 5,000 calories from (laughs) one game in Yankee Stadium. Meanwhile, you could have that anywhere else, but I just don't want to see the calories. I don't want to be adding them up in my mind. You know, it's like if you're on, if you're on a fitness regime and you go to a stadium, you, well, I'm sure there's people out there, but for me, I'm not going to the stadium and having a salad. Okay. It's going to be like the works, like garlic fries. Oh man. I'll never forget when Suzanne and I were in San Francisco and we went to a Giants game and it was pretty early on after they had built AT&T Park, and it was before the Yankees had built the new Yankee Stadium. And I was like, originally I was like, didn't want a new Yankee Stadium. I wanted to keep the old one. And we went there, and the sight lines there, that was like the big buzzword. The sight lines are, are amazing, and Yankee Stadium's going to have amazing sight lines. And it was. It was. It's a great stadium. If you've never been there, definitely... 
put that on your list and go. But uh, after that, I was like, oh, yeah, let the Yankees build a new stadium. This is awesome. I do love it. And I do love the new stadium, but, you know, there's something about the old stadium. And I have, thankfully, thank this, thanks to Susanna again, um, two Yankee Stadium seats in our house uh, that we used our wedding money. She was like, she wanted a dining room table, but we were living in an apartment that we couldn't really get, uh, in, you know, in Manhattan, a, a, like, real dining room set. So she did the okay to buy... Yankee Stadium seats, so I will be forever grateful for her for that. But getting back to it, um, yeah, the old Yankee Stadium, so awesome. If you never got the chance to go to the old Yankee Stadium, oh man, I I feel bad for you. It was it was what a place, what a place it was. But the new stadium is awesome. I don't like the fact that they have all those seats in the front and you watch like a playoff game and it looks like the stadium's empty. I think that's just really a crime. It, it really makes Yankee Stadium look bad. They need to do something with that and get real fans into those seats. You know, make, make money the, uh, all the other ways with the luxury boxes. Raise those up a little bit. Those are companies buying them. Who's, you know, what's, what's another... What's another couple of 10 grand, 20 grand to some company who's getting luxury boxes? Do it there, not, not in those other seats. It looks really bad, really bad on TV. But anyway, where was I going with this? So, <laughs> I know, wow, this was a good tangent today, at least I think so. People might be like, oh my goodness. Or, but if you're, if you're sticking in this long, I'm going to guess you like me going off on these tangents. Right, Mario? Right. So I was getting back to it. So the, one of the first, I, think the, I shouldn't say one of, the first time I ever had garlic fries at a stadium was AT&T Park. And I was like, oh, garlic fries, they're so good. And then at the new Yankee Stadium, we go in garlic fries. And they didn't have garlic fries before that. 2008, they did not have garlic fries. 2009, they did. And they had some other really good food there. Um, uh, They still do at Yankee Stadium. And forget about these sanitation reports. You know, that's, that's the way it is. I've worked in kitchens before. And, you know, chefs are honorable people. They, they try and make it clean, but you know, sometimes, sometimes things aren't the cleanest and it's all good. It's all good. No, nobody gets sick. Occasionally somebody gets sick somewhere at a restaurant, but come on, we're at the stadium. You gotta get down, down and dirty, right? That's what I say. That's what I say, but all right, guys, that will wrap up this edition Maybe tomorrow I will have some updates on some post-winter meetings stuff going on. Maybe there'll be a deal. There could be a deal going on right now. You know, what if Brian Cashman is on the plane back, unless he left this morning. Uh, But let's just say he's on the plane back and he is talking to who might be going back that way. Let's say the, um, uh, let's say the Mets GM, maybe, maybe he's on there with Brody Van Wilder. 
I know it's Brody Van Wagenen or whatever, but I like saying Brody Van Wilder, which was a pretty good movie. It's a very underrated movie. It had um, the guy who played Deadpool in it. Uh, oh, what's his name? What's his name? Um, funny guy. He's a funny dude. Um, especially his stuff with Hugh Jackman. He's got that. He's got that like rivalry with Hugh Jackman. What's that guy's name? Mario. Look that up for me, please. Anyway, he was in Van Wilder. It was a pretty funny movie, from what I recall. Pretty old, pretty old, right? Um, but maybe he, maybe Brian Cashman is making a deal, and they landed, and Thor will be a Yankee. That would be that would be awesome. That would be really awesome if he was. Um, so stay tuned. We shall see what keeps going on with the MLB hot stove. All right, guys, stay tuned. Have a great time wherever you are, and let's go Yankees.